Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And um, I want to say thank you all for checking your boy out on a Saturday night. And I know some of you are probably wondering, what is the State of the Saints podcast doing on a Saturday night? Well, uh, the reason why is because, you know, I haven't had some shows for the last couple of days and, you know, some things have come up um, on yesterday, um, right after I appeared on 103.7, the game with uh, Raymond Parts, the third RP3 and company, uh, I was supposed to, uh, you know, do a show. Uh, but my wife, <laughs> uh, she decided to go to a store called Home Goods. Some of you probably heard of it. Uh, and she bought a entertainment center. And uh, she came up in the house and she told me, <laughs> look, uh, I bought this entertainment center and we got to go and get it. So I was like, wow. Then we end up going there and then we end up going to Home Depot and then we had to go get my son. And then it turned into a whole family affair, especially uh, since my wife, uh, she took a booster shot uh, and she started to feel a little funny. Y'all know how those uh, second shots are uh, for those that took vaccines. So. Uh, my wife, uh, she was having those symptoms and it just didn't feel right to do a show at that point. So I decided to do one today. Um, I don't feel bad about telling you all that story because y'all my family. So I pretty much <laughs> tell y'all everything for the most part was going on. But thank y'all so much for checking uh, out the show. We're going to be talking about uh, the cornerback position of the New Orleans Saints and uh, should they uh, make some trades in order to bring in another cornerback. But before I get started, and talk about that i want to say happy birthday uh happy early birthday to chemo uh see chemo uh, is going to have his birthday on tomorrow so happy birthday to you my friend thank you for your uh, support man always showing love support to the state of the saints podcast really do appreciate that but let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the cornerback position um man this is tough right here because i understand that the new orleans saints they need a little bit more depth at the cornerback position but to say that I feel the same way about our cornerback position now as I felt in the offseason, it's like completely different. Um, the reason I feel this way is because I actually seen a lot of growth and development from the young cornerbacks that we have on this team. I mean, people laugh and they can make fun of Ken Crawley all they want to, but the guy really stepped up and he really showed us a, a different uh, side of him, a side we haven't seen uh, since 2017. And uh, we see Paulson Adebo being drafted in the third round by the New Orleans Saints. And uh, he has been everything that we wanted him to be and more. So it's hard for me to sit up here today um, as I'm doing the show September the 4th on a Saturday night and say that I feel the same way that we need to go out here and just move heaven and earth in order for us to get a cornerback via trade. Now, if there's a cornerback out there that's available, that we can bring in for depth reasons, right? Then I'm all for that, right? Because you have some uh, guys that, that end up uh, being injured, going on injury reserve, or they just didn't pan out. Uh, you know, I just feel like the Saints need to go a different route. Like, I feel very comfortable if Paulson Adebo is on the opposite side of Marshawn Lattimore to start the season. And I'm prepared that the guy's probably going to have some growing pains and he's probably going to make some mistakes. But I think he's going to make better plays than he does not making better plays okay i feel like he's going to make really good plays so i really feel like the route 
that they need to go is possibly signing somebody free in free agency. Somebody maybe like a Desmond Trufant, uh, somebody maybe like a Josh Norman, according to Saints Wire. I kind of agree with them on that particular uh, standpoint. I was looking at an article from Saints Wire. Y'all can check it out. But I, I, I look at somebody like Desmond Trufant, who I feel like would be a good fit for the New Orleans Saints, a guy that can play on the outside as well as the inside and the nickel. And uh, I think that he can be a guy that can rotate with guys like Paulson Adebo, Ken Crawley. You know, I think he can uh, do a really good job. I don't feel like the Saints need to go out here and spend a whole bunch of money or try to bring in somebody uh, that's going to cost them a lot of money in order for them to bring in. I hear people talking about Stephon Gilmore. I'm reading uh, some news out there, you know, saying the Boston uh, newspapers that's going on. They're they talking about uh, him being traded after he gets off the pup list. He would be a really good fit. He he definitely would. He would be a good fit uh, for the New Orleans Saints. He definitely would solidify them on the opposite side of Marshawn Lattimore. But I just feel like, you know, looking at a guy like Stephon Gilmore, having those issues out there with the Patriots is about money. And we know that the Saints uh, don't have that much money to spend. So this would be kind of like a mercenary deal if they were to get Stephon Gilmore. Uh, somebody else that I was thinking about, somebody like Drake Kirkpatrick. Uh, you know, the Saints called him in earlier uh, in the offseason. They couldn't find the right numbers. He's still out there on the street. So why not try to get somebody like that? But I don't feel like the Saints need to really go out here and, and trade for a cornerback. I think that they have uh, some guys that can fill that role just fine. Now, the only issue that I have is from debt purses, uh, purposes, debt purses, uh, purposes. Ah, I can't even talk. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, depth is my main concern, all right? So if they can get a little bit more depth at the cornerback position, I think that that would be uh, sufficient. Uh, but I'm not concerned about that. And I just think that for those that are still talking about cornerback, cornerback, I just think that they're actually running uh, with a narrative that been that been carried over from the offseason. If you've been watching Saints football, if you've been looking at training camp uh, reports, if you've been reading uh, some of the reports, and if you have seen some of the preseason games, uh, I think that a lot of these young guys have put in my mind at ease as a fan, and I think they should have put in your mind at ease as a fan that they can actually get the job done. So that's the way I feel about it. Don't think the Saints need to trade for a cornerback. Uh, if they want to go out in free agency and find one, I wouldn't be mad at that. I think that that would be more beneficial. Because to me, I think you have to have a number two corner and Paulson Adebo. The only thing is he needs experience. But let me go ahead and read some of your comments. Thank you all so much once again. Uh, those that are uh, in the chat, appreciate it. I'm start with Chosen. Chosen says, uh, you've been dealing with a lot. His mom has uh, passed away from COVID and working late hours. Hurricane Ida left us with no power, but I'm still here, brother. Man, Chosen, I'm sorry to hear that about your mom, man. Uh, may she rest in peace. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's tough out here, man, you know, especially dealing with, you know, the hurricane and stuff like that. And, I mean, I, I know from personal experience, you know, I have I know three people uh, that lost their lives due to COVID, you know, like, re like recently, like over the last couple months. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry to hear those type of cases going on and situations going on, man. I'm sorry about that. Hurricane Ida is going on, you know, it's still, you know, affecting uh, Louisiana Gulf Coast region, people still without power. Um, you know, it's, it's just tough, man. But 
you know, we're going to get through this together. You know, we're going to get through this together, you know, and, you know, the, the, the trials and tribulations that we face in life are never easy, you know, but they're, they're there for God to manifest his power, number one, and number two, for us to grow and learn from those situations. You know, we all go through trials, right? And sometimes those trials that we go through aren't always, you know what I'm saying, our fault, right? You know, I think about the book of Job, like Job was perfect and upright. That's how the Bible started it off, right? He was perfect and upright. But they said that, you know, he feared God, he stayed away from evil. Yet all these different things happened to Job. But why did it happen? Is it because Job did something wrong? No, it's because God wanted to manifest his power. And he believed that Job uh, would be stronger in the process. And God gave him more than what he asked for, you know, in the end. He got more than what he lost. And, and sometimes, you know, like we can't feel that void of what we actually lost, but we become stronger. And we also become testimony material to those people out there that go through the same situations in life. Like I, I, I don't, I haven't been through hurricane Ida, but I know what it feels like to lose everything. You know, I remember, uh, you know, leaving Louisiana for the last time thinking I was going to come back just like it was ever, you know, any other storm. But then, you know, my, every time a, a hurricane hits, my mind rolls back to that point when you know, you just feel defenseless and, you know, I go down there now and I love it, but, you know, I go back and I look at houses that aren't there anymore, schools that I went to that aren't there anymore. And, uh, you know, like I said, my heart is like always in New Orleans. Like, I don't care where I go in this world. I'm from the city. You know, I know that's a little bit of a long speech, but that's just the way I feel. You know, um, my heart is where everybody out there that's affected by Hurricane Ida those that are lost individuals uh, due to uh, COVID-19. Like I said, we're going to get through this together. But, you know, I, I don't understand why God does things sometimes. Sometimes we find ourselves searching for answers for a, a long time. But I do know in the end, uh, he manifests his power and we realize what he does. And it's a beautiful thing. Brian says 100% official state of the Saints uh, podcast. Appreciate that, Brian. Uh, Chosen says prayers up for you and your family. My condolences. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, Keen Arthur says, uh, TJ, what cornerback should we target or should we uh, go uh, get Michael Gallup? Uh, Michael Gallup is going to be uh, a guy that's going to demand a lot of money in free agency um, whenever he becomes a free agent. He's a, he's a special player. I think he can be a number one on, on some teams in the NFL. Uh, home goods uh, got good stuff. Them, T, uh, Marshalls, TJ Maxx got good stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they do, and my wife knows very well because she spends one to two hours in there every time she's off work, okay? <laughs> TJ, what assets are you willing to part with to get a corner? I'm not willing to part with anything, Keen Arthur. Um, I just don't feel like the Saints need to move heaven and earth. Now, if you would ask me this earlier, like, you know, in, in the offseason process, I probably would have had something for you. But I don't think I don't think they need to move anything, in my opinion. Uh, Kim says, who that? Vito says, happy birthday. I guess giving a shout out to Kimo there. Uh, we reached a portion where you're telling everyone happy birthday, including uh, my sister. Man, shout out to my sister Paige, who 
don't really know that much about football. Though. She tells me she don't know what's going on, but she still supports, man. And y'all, and speaking of support, man, y'all check out my sister. Uh, uh, she has an embroidery company called Designs by Casey Lawrence. She does outstanding work, man. Some of y'all probably seen like the duffel bag that, uh, you know, that I put online when I was traveling, uh, when I went to Puerto Rico for my uh, wedding anniversary. Uh, my sister actually designed it, as well as uh, some other things that I got coming uh, that she uh, are, is making for me right now. So Designs by Casey Lauren. Y'all check it out. If you need some embroidery, some stuff stitched up uh, for that special someone or some stuff for yourself, like hit up. Uh, TJ, we literally, we literally uh, only have three on the depth chart. Yeah, but the Saints play defense a little bit different. Like they have guys that can like kind of be kind of versatile. Like you got CJ Garner Johnson that can play both safety and corner. You got PJ Williams that can play both safety and corner. Uh, the only issue is is the guys that can play on the outside consistently. That's 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 where the issue comes in. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Means a lot for real, for real. Love y'all, man. Appreciate that, Kimo, man. Hope you have a very blessed birthday, my friend. Uh, Lattimore not being suspended helps a lot. Yeah, but um, cornerback position is a, a tough position, man. I actually got to go out there and play 17 games. And um, let's just be real, man. I like Lattimore a lot, but uh, Lattimore, I have to thank, man, probably for the exception of his, not even his rookie season. You know, like he hasn't played a whole 16-game season. He's missed games. So you need some guys that can be able to go out there in case, you know, he missed some games, you know, they can they can pick up the slack. Uh, Watching college football, my dad and I, but the OG knows when the State of the Saints is on live, you can uh, reset it, uh, rest assured uh, that I'll be here. Well, you know, I mean, look, I understand college football is on and like this is very unconventional for me uh, to be doing a show, you know, on a Saturday. So I can I can understand that college football is on right now. Uh, had some games that was uh, pretty good today. Uh, shouts out to Tulane played Oklahoma pretty tough. And, uh, you know, you got teams that uh, don't uh, they're always uh, oversell and under deliver like the Miami Hurricanes every year getting blown out by Alabama. So, uh, you know, it it is a. Uh, it's interesting, man. It's an interesting college football season. I'm glad uh, football is back, and uh, this is going to be the last uh, last weekend for a long time. We'll, we'll be without NFL football, so it's going to be fun. Uh, TJ, Josh Norman got that bag after one good year in Carolina and fell all the way off. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, the, I ain't going to lie. Like, the year he got uh, that big deal in Washington, he played pretty good, but then um, I just feel like he just kind of started, uh, you know, spending that money. And, you know, you can really tell what a guy is made of and how special a guy really is when they start to get paid. I think that really tells the, the type of uh, guy and type of person that they are. Like when they when they run it with empty pockets, when they uh, defending with empty pockets, you know, it's easy. You know, but when you out there and you're living comfortably and you can eat wherever you want and you can drive whatever you want like that that tells you the type of player that person really is to me uh but all is well my dad been here with me since last friday night because y'all know that kennel louisiana been without power uh but uh possible it will be back on come in the coming weeks uh so keep praying yeah i mean i've been hearing some people got some power i was uh looking at uh john deshaza shouts out to jd seeing he uh, got his power back. Uh, the only thing, the only problem I have when it comes to Louisiana, and I, I don't care if I, I tick some people off, I just don't like how they just cater to downtown area 
and they just forget about the the people that you know that live in the town all right i, I look i understand look i think the french quarters was the one that got their lights first you know i, I just man it's just something weird about that whole situation it's it just it, it's just funny to me and i don't want this to happen like don't don't take this person don't don't take this personal but I, I just gotta say this i just find it very ironic and very weird that the French Quarter is like, I don't know, a half a mile away from the Mississippi River. But yet when it when it rains and they have real bad storms, y'all notice like it never really floods. Like it never like really like it, it never floods to a point where it, it floods like when it, you're in a night ward or the seven ward or the eight ward. Like it never flood like that. Isn't that weird? Like if it flood, it'd be like up to a person's ankles. But in other parts of the city like it, i mean the water be over the house like when you think if you're right down the street from the mississippi river bridge or the mississippi river when you think that it would have more water engulf that area more so than i don't know maybe the night ward where they probably just got the industrial canal i'm just i'm just saying it just it's just funny to me i mean take it for what it is it just seemed like that that they have a certain agenda and i don't like it um the people in this town they need they need the lights first like who who cares that a person won't shake their behind you know what I'm saying at two or three in the morning like you don't need to be out there no way let's put some of the lights on in the night ward in the eight ward in the seven ward gentilly area you know what i'm saying like legion fields put it over there like like let's get our lights on first before we start looking at that ain't nobody going downtown ain't nobody shopping but people need to cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, people need to run that AC. Like, come on, man. Like, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just I'm just keeping it 100 here, folks. I'm just keeping it 100. Brian says, why can't we use somebody uh, from the practice squad? I'm pretty sure they can, Brian. But uh, you need you need some veteran. You need some veterans uh, in your secondary, too. You don't want to just constantly be relying on young guys. You need some some veterans out there as well. And get some guys that, you know, with some some football experience, man. You know, the guys that played on Sundays, you know, for a, a few years, you know, still got a little tread on the tight. Uh, already read that. Let's see. I like Drake Kirkpatrick, TJ. Does he have anything left in the tank? Going to have to run with some uh, speedsters. Yeah, I mean, he did a good job last year with the Cardinals. You know, he, he did a, a formidable job. They wanted him to re-sign with them, but um, I guess the numbers didn't line up. So, yeah, I, I, he still got something left, you know. Uh, is your family staying with you uh, from your grandma, uh, your mom, and dad, brothers and sisters? Uh, no, no, they're not. Like, my my family is fine. My brother, uh, EJ, uh, he's the only family member, really, I have that, that stays still stays in New Orleans area. Uh, him and his family went to Austin, Texas. Uh, my mom is out there in Vicksburg, Mississippi. I think they, they had some real bad wind and some rain. I think some power got knocked out uh, for maybe for a couple of hours. But, I mean, it wasn't like nothing like, you know, just too serious. Uh, no trade, but we do uh, need a little more depth there. Uh, Paulson Adebo will definitely get tested week one, though. But it will only make him better. Yeah, I, I like him though, Kim. I think that guy's smart, and I think he's going to be a really good football player. You know, I think he's going to be really good for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Saints will be playing in Jacksonville. Uh, I will definitely be there supporting our Saints. 
we need all the support love to everyone back home dealing with the aftermath of the hurricane yeah Vito. uh yeah i'm glad that you can be there um man honestly i mean i don't know i, I still i'm i'm still up in there i, I do want to go i ain't gonna lie to you you know uh jacksonville ain't number like five hours from me you know so and i do have a brother-in-law that there's uh in the navy that's stationed in uh you know he's stationed in orange uh florida which is not that far from um not that far from jacksonville it's probably like about 15 minutes so that would be interesting i i, I would love to go to that game i ain't gonna lie uh, I got bad toothache tonight. Uh, it's painful. I hope it gets better. Yeah, man, I hope you feel better, man. Uh, get yourself some oral gel to try to, you know, and make sure you, like, put something in your mouth, you know, to make sure you ain't get no, no air up in that thing because if you do, boy, ooh, ooh. You ever had a toothache on, a, like, a cold day? My goodness. My goodness. That's, like, the worst feeling in the world, man. Do you think the NFL should have a, a draft lottery? Uh, no, I do not. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think they should. I don't. I don't think that it, it's like how it is in basketball. You know, uh, basketball. I feel like they need a little bit of a lottery. Uh, football. I don't think you know it is to that particular point. You know, I, I don't think that it would. I mean, it would make it interesting, but uh, I, I don't think that it, it needs to uh, get to that point. Uh, Ghostface, thank you very much for the $20. Says who that TJ Ghostface, thank you so much, man. And once again, I apologize uh, for not reading your comments on one episode, man. But I, I, you know, I read it on the next one. You know, I'm trying to try to get, you know, read as as many as, you know, as I can. And, you know, especially like the people that donate. Sometimes, you know, I probably stroll and I probably forget it or don't see it. But I do apologize, man. I appreciate uh, you donating and thank you for the support. Uh, Chosen says, uh, thank you, all love and respect to you all. Yeah, man, uh, respect to you too. Uh, hey, who that's, is it true we're trading uh, Michael Thomas? It wouldn't be very smart. I don't think we uh, are, uh, though we don't need a comeback, but we do got one. Uh, well, look, n- nobody's trading Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to stay with the Saints. Uh, all the issues, it seems like they're being resolved, and um, that's that's a good thing. Uh, he's on the pup list, which means he's going to miss about six games, which is understandable. And everybody was kind of, you know, I mean, kind of bracing himself for him anyway. But he, uh, he, he's there, and I don't. There's no, there's no trade. There's, there's no trade for Michael Thomas. <laughs> uh, Swag fan said, uh, "Job, uh, Job had pride uh, in his heart, and therefore he was brought low and humbled. And once he was humbled, he was restored." Uh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, the thing about it was, I mean, Job was a, you know, like I said, he was a perfect man, you know, but, and he was tested, you know, there was a so-called, you know, there was a conversation between God and Satan. And Satan said, the only reason why he serves you is because you put this this hedge around him. You protect him. Like, move this hedge and I guarantee he's going to curse you to your face. You know, so, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I just look at that metaphor of, you know, Sometimes God put a hedge around us when we're comfortable, when we're living right, you know, when we're sleeping on silk sheets, so to speak, and everything going right in our life, you know. But all of a sudden, when the storm and rain comes, you know, that's that's where the real test comes. And we've all been tested in certain ways, you know. Like some of us are probably going through tests right now, you know. Some of us are dealing with bills and you know all type of other personal struggles, especially you know those that are dealing with the hurricane, 
And, you know, that sometimes that can rep, be, represent that hedge being removed. And what are you going to do in those those tough times? You know, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to, uh, you know, shiver in a corner in a fetal position or, or are you going to uh, find a breakthrough? Uh, are you going to try to find hope in those uh, hopeless times? Hopefully you can find hope in the, those hopeless times, because I can tell you, uh, you're going to become much stronger in the process. I mean, but that's just the way things are sometimes. You know, we ask the question, why me so many times? Like, right, right. Why is this happening to me? You know, but sometimes it's, it's not about you. It's about your future. It's about the people that you're going to meet in the future. It's about the kids that you're going to have in the future. It's about the kids' trials and tribulations that they're going to talk to you about in the future. You know, sometimes our, our heartbreak and our, our headaches are not for, for us. They're for others. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough cross to bear, but it's true. Greg, take two extra strength Tylenol and get that tooth fixed. Yeah, man. Definitely got to do that. Uh, TJ, uh, how balanced do you believe the offense will be? Uh, I think you're going to see a little bit more of explosive plays. I don't think that Jameis Winston throwing the ball 50-plus yards is it, it just, you know, an outlier. Like, the Saints want to air that thing out. You know what I'm saying? Sean Payton, this man been been chomping at the bit, you know what I'm saying, for some explosive plays. And uh, he liked the way that ball's sailing in the air, you know, like, and I, I was too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't going to lie about that. So I think you're going to see some explosive plays, but I also think you're going to see uh, the running game. And I think you're going to see longer runs because now teams are going to have to respect Jameis Winston's uh, passing ability and his ability to get the ball downfield. So you might see some longer runs than you've seen uh, from the Saints in a very, very long time. You know, the thing about uh, Alvin Kamara, which makes this uh, so special and makes him so special as a player is that you have like seven, eight in the box. Most of the time you have guys playing man coverage and this guy still finds like, you know, open lanes in order for him to gain five and six yards on plays. And that's also a testament to the offensive line as well. You know, when you know you got a quarterback that can't throw the ball over people's heads and, and the defense knows that too, yet you still cracking five and six yards a clip. That's incredible. So imagine what you can do with a quarterback that people got to acknowledge the fact that he can air that ball out. I'm just saying that's a dangerous combination. You might see Alvin Kamara like uh, be in that conversation, you know, for like one of the top runners in in the league. PJ can play cornerback. CD serves as a cornerback. Malcolm played cornerback at Ohio State. And not to mention uh, the New Orleans Saints, the way that they play. They play a lot of three safety sets anyway, you know. They, you know, no, like they they have like guys that can, like I say, play both positions. So, you know, there's a there's a chance that you might see <laughs> what uh, Cedar Deuce, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams, PJ Williams, and, and Marshawn Lattimore on the, on the field at the same time with Paulson Adebo. So, man, you're gonna, you, I mean, they they play a lot of like mo- like multiple safety sets two and three safeties on the field so there you have it uh if that pass rush come through we don't have uh to panic uh too much about the secondary yeah i think chris richard has uh really done a great job too i think chris richard him being here is not only gonna help the secondary but the defense as a whole i think people don't get this guy a lot of credit because you know dan quinn ended up becoming a head coach in atlanta rob marinelli was the defensive coordinator in dallas but 
if you notice, I mean, what was the one common denominator by all those teams that's been Chris Richard? Chris Richard has been around there somewhere. Uh, I think that that's going to be extremely helpful. Uh, a guy like that being in your locker room um, is going to help a defense out a lot. So, TJ, what are your five most jaw-dropping um, jaw NFL moments you've seen? Jaw-dropping. Uh, <laughs> um in a positive or a negative way. <laughs> she will be that could go both ways, kid Arthur. In a positive and negative way. Which one do you want? TJ, I heard Deontay might not be getting suspended either. Well, that's a good thing. And honestly, man, if I ain't no spot, look, I just feel like it it'll be unfair. It, it would be unfair that a, a a squad, you know what I'm saying, all this time. Way in June, this situation happened. Then all of a sudden, going up to week one, you're going to decide to, to go ahead and lower the boom. Like, with David Ayamada, when he came out there, he got suspended. I mean, it was right then and there, right? So we we braced ourselves like, oh, man, he's going to be out for six games. Well, dude, there you have it. You know what I'm saying? But imagine, like, if you l- looking at your phone tomorrow and they say one of these guys gets suspended. Imagine how mad you'll be. Because you're like, man, like, why they just didn't say this? beforehand so uh what about uh great great uh what's that Grayon uh conley uh because the saints love ohio state players i mean yeah i mean he's a guy that's still out there i i can see that you know especially those uh you know especially those uh, ohio state uh ties wouldn't put it past them i haven't seen a lot of players interviews lately haven't heard from Taysom since winston was named starter Anyone knows where uh, he's at regarding being a slash? Well, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Uh, Sean Payton kind of alluded to that, uh, you know, when and the question was asked about, you know, well, he it didn't. The question wasn't even asked. He just kind of, he just kind of gave that information. He was like, um, I know some people were talking about, you know, Taysom role changing if if he becomes a starting quarterback. He was like, yeah, that'll be true. He said, but you know. Jameis is the quarterback. He said, I can see him, you know, you know, playing that role and also, uh, you know, being in the quarterback room. So it seems like he's going to revert back to that Swiss Army role that he had because he's a weapon. Jerry says, I can watch the Georgia Cle- uh, Clemson and listen to you chop up some game about the Saints at the same time. What's the score of that game? Uh, last time I checked, I mean, last time I checked, it was halftime and Georgia was up seven to nothing. But I heard uh, Clemson, a uh, quarterback with the funny name, uh, wasn't really playing well. I think he had, he had one interception and a running game. Looked like they was they was absent looking at them stats. I'm going to stroll down a little bit. It's not weird. It's money. Uh, 15 feet above sea level in the French Quarter. Mm. They say, you said 15 feet above sea level? That's, that's, that's weird, ain't it? Five days until kickoff. <laughs> Uh, TJ, I think this is uh, will be a uh, 1,000-1,000 uh, season for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, it might be. I just took two Tylenol. <laughs> That's good to hear, Greg, but you got to get that tooth fixed, man. It's going to give you problems for a long time if you don't. Uh, TJ, I'm trying to see what package uh, would allow P. Warner to see uh, PT. Not a whole lot considering how Zach Bourne played his preseason in a camp. Uh, I think gonna see Pete Warner um, probably in little and little in little bits and pieces at the beginning, but I think towards the middle of the season when you know he starts to develop, I think you're gonna see him more. 
do you think sometime this year during the football season we are going to uh be back playing in the superdome this year yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i can see that happening you know i can see the saints coming back it isn't like like a hurricane katrina type situation where i mean just to i mean the city like took a, a huge hit don't get me wrong but it was nothing on the level of katrina so you know if we can like get any type of silver lining out of those dark clouds no pun intended um at least we know we're gonna see some Saints football in New Orleans before the season is all said and done. Uh, Tim, thank you very much for the five dollars. Says, let me tell you, TJ, I pray my faith can be strong enough for God to brag about me like Job, uh, like Job. I keep on saying Job. Uh, like Job. That being said, praying for family back home is safe. Yeah, Tim. You know, just I mean, we we all want our, our faith to you know to have that type of faith. But to be honest with you, man, I mean, you know, it can be hard. You know, like, I don't care how much you pray. You know, like, you're going to worry. You're going to get frustrated with things. And especially, like, when you're putting your best foot forward. Like, it's just human nature. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like, you know, it makes you any less of a Christian or, you know what I'm saying, any uh, less of a, you know, uh, any less of a, a hardworking, dedicated person in, into your faith. Um, I just think that it's just a part of human nature. You know, I, I just think that it just comes with the territory. But the the issue or the problem uh, that we have to make sure that we don't have is to allow those type of uh, situations to consume us to a point where we just completely self-destruct. So it, it's tough. You know, it's tough when we go through those type of situations in our life that bring us and shake our foundation and and, and bring us to our knees. But when we get through it, man, man, it just, it, it, you, you see it so clearly. And the only thing is you wish that you would have seen it beforehand, you know, and you're appreciative that you went through it. That, that's crazy, right? You know, when I used to, <laughs> when my mom used to, you know whoop us you used to say you i'm gonna i'm gonna think you're gonna thank me for this later i'm like what <laughs> it's like huh <laughs> like how, why would i thank you for this you know like this hurt you know but it, it you know it turned me out you know turned me to being a the person i am today right we don't understand those things when we're going through it but when time goes on we understand them much better so simple life says hey tj just signed on and as far as the corner situation i believe the saints should uh not do anything drastic uh they should wait uh let me see after week one and even week four to see if the position needs an addition look i think we're on the same page here uh, that was kind of my opening dialogue simply on simple life uh yeah i, I think we're on the same page with that um wouldn't mind getting somebody from free agency like on a guy on a on a veteran minimum I wouldn't mind that. I think that would be not too bad, you know, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, if you ain't rolling with Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints, you're nothing. <laughs> nah, Jerry, don't be like that now. Don't tell them that they nothing, you know. Uh, William says, I'm a new supporter, TJ. William, thank you so much, man. Thank you for being a supporter. Uh, if you want to become a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast, you can do so on Facebook and you can do so on YouTube as well. So, 
thank you to uh, William and so many others, you know, that, that are supporters of the State of the Saints podcast. Tim, uh, I think I already read that one. Sam says uh, Winston kind of struggled uh, throwing screens. That's going to be uh, really important to get that timing down. Uh, that's a staple. Well, look, everybody can't have that touch on that. That comes with time. You know, that that, that comes with time. Um, that, that comes with repetition. Um, and I, I think that they, they'll get to that point. They'll get to that point, Sam. You know, that, that's something that, that's just not – uh, to be done overnight. It, it's going to take some time. So I'm not going to hold that against them. I mean, Drew Brees was just magic with the screen. Like being able to throw it at the right time, like to get guys and and set up those blocks. It, it's a, it, it, it's, it's like, you know, like calculus almost, you know what I'm saying? Everybody can't do it. You know what I'm saying? It takes a special guy to do that. It, it you know, I just think that Drew Brees was so, so great at the quarterback position that it, like I said, I, I said this before, it kind of like, it kind of psychs us out and makes us believe that everybody can do what he does. Like, it, that, <laughs> he's he was so special that everybody that comes after him, if they don't do like certain things, we look at it like, <laughs> like, why well, they can't do it? But it's like, he spoiled us so much that he made like, tough situations look very very easy now it's like we look for every quarterback to come through the door to do that but that's what you call raising the standard right uh chris richard is our future defensive coordinator uh dalton i'm gonna go a little a little further chris richard is a future head coach i ain't he not i don't think he the saints future head coach but he a future head coach uh solo slim says 10 to nothing georgia i appreciate that that score man Hoodie says, who do you think going to make a big impact at tight end position, Troutman or Johnson, or maybe another tight end? Both of them. Both of them. Juwan Johnson, I think that uh, he's going to be uh, the secret weapon. I think he's going to be a, a matchup nightmare. Just the fact that he can run wide receiver routes, and, you know what I'm saying, he has really good hands. So, you know, I mean, that's just what it is uh william says why are you uh passing my comments bro uh i i look i think i read your comment william right you, you say you were a supporter right so I, I appreciate that yeah sometimes you know when we're strolling down you know sometimes i'm not gonna always read you know you know the comments i'm not gonna always see them you know i do apologize for that man it's nothing personal but i think i, I said i think i seen your comment man and thank you for being a supporter if that's what the one you were talking about i appreciate that uh, did you watch uh Wisconsin versus Penn State game? Uh no, I didn't. Um what was I doing? Yeah, uh, man, I was <laughs> man, I, I had the chicken in the deep fryer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, sure, I went to the store. No, first I went to uh I went to Lowe's. I went to Lowe's because I had to get something from there. I, I they had like this uh new pressure washing trigger that I wanted to get. Then I went to uh walmart so probably around that time that's probably what i was doing and then your boy had to deep fry that chicken and i i must admit your boy did his thing with that fried chicken you know what I'm <laughs> chicken was good so yeah man that's what i was doing so i didn't get a chance to watch the game i heard it was exciting i don't know one though but i know it was like it was close like when i because i was i was listening to the game on sirius xm i was listening to espnu so that's why i was able to catch up with like some of the scores because I was actually listening to 
you know, ESPNU, uh, you know, their, their red zone, not, I guess it's a red zone channel, you know, for college football. Uh, who that to the host of the State of the Saints podcast? Uh, uh, back to uh, Black and Gold. Thank you so much. Tyrone says, TJ, my favorite Saints play is the uh, score with zero seconds and a missed field goal in 2001. Uh, that's definitely not my favorite play. Uh, <laughs> speak for yourself. I know you're speaking for yourself, but you probably the only one to say that's your favorite play. Uh, no, that, that's definitely not mine. Huh? I wouldn't mind if the Saints trade for a corner and sign a vet corner. Um, I don't think it's necessary, man. LSU receivers have stone for hands. <laughs> Shaking my head. Must not be going good with UCLA, right? Uh, TJ, the dome was largely unaffected, so chances are we'll be back in the dome in a month or week three. Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, I still don't see how uh, why we passed on Asante Samuel Jr. for Peyton Turner. Probably because of the way the Saints uh, draft board lined up. And from what I hear about Peyton Turner, that might be one of those situations where we may not care about in the future. Uh, Tylenol is all right, but whiskey is way better. This many shots, <laughs> you'll be sleeping like a baby. <laughs> Swag fan. <laughs> you ain't trying to you ain't trying to kill no toothache. You trying to turn up, my friend. <laughs> William said that was a great game. Uh okay, Penn State won uh 16 to 10. It was a defensive game. Well, that's a good thing. You know, uh, is Crawley gonna be out there week one? No, he won't. Uh if so, then we're we only have Lattimore and Debo. Also, I heard Patriots are still interested in trading Gilmore. If so, would you trade for him? They said it'll be like a third and a fifth. Um, I mentioned that earlier. Um, I wouldn't try to move heaven and earth for him. If they can get him, fine. You know, that'd be great. Uh, but don't move heaven and earth for him. I mean, we don't know how this situation is going to turn out. That's that's my only issue about that. Uh, Chris, uh uh says uh sub tj what position is your biggest concern going into the season uh i think we just kind of talked about it but i mean this is this is one and rp3 asked me this question ray asked me this question he said you know what what i think is the biggest issue and i said interior alignment you know i, I think that you know the interior alignment is something that we have to look at i mean david yamada has really taken strides to become a really solid interior alignment and uh you know him being out for those six games you got young guys uh that are out there with very little experience and i i just think that that's a, a position you're going to have to look at now the saints can kind of do some things uh if it doesn't pan out uh you know they can actually rotate some guys maybe put peyton turner from on a you know outside and inside you know that that can help out uh you know and also probably you know do the same thing with, with davenport to give guys like shy tuttle and you know, you know, uh, guys like that, some help. So I, I just think that we have to look at the interior alignment position. Uh, my sister, thank you very much for the 1999 says, I don't know uh, much about football, but I love you. And I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, and I'm proud of everything that you're doing too, man. Like I said, man, y'all check out my sister designs uh, by Casey Lauren. You know what I'm saying? Just tell her that TJ sent you. You ain't gonna get no discount. But just tell the team. <laughs> uh, Tim, thank you very much for the $10. Says, speaking of ups and downs, uh, did you watch uh, the Beast Quake uh, uh, live? Uh, I remember uh, coming home to seeing the highlights, and I instantly knew uh, I was going to have a bad week. I ain't going to lie about that. Um, <laughs> when that game actually happened, 
I was at work. I can't remember where I was working at. I don't know if I was working at CVS at the time. I think I might have just started to as a manager at CVS and I was training. And the guy that was training me, I don't think I wanted him to know I was on the phone checking like the scores or whatever like that at the time. So I think I was at work, but I was at one. I was I was at work because I was like checking the the score. You know, what I'm saying I was refreshing my phone, and I seen that what the score was. And all of a sudden, like the when I refreshed it again, I seen that they scored. I'm like, how? I'm like, how did this happen? You know, like so I didn't watch that game. Never watched it. Never really like I watched the play like probably like two times in my entire life. I try to avoid like heartbreaking uh, stuff when it comes to the Saints, like. I don't. I can't watch the Minneapolis miracle. I can't watch the the controversial nine call. Like those are plays that I just can't watch. Like if I see somebody trolling the Saints or doing some still using that, like I, I can't. I can't see. It. Like I, I don't watch. It. Like I, I can't. Blue apples. Thank you very much for the five dollars. Says hey TJ. Uh, what is what is your expectation with Jameis Winston this year? And how many touchdowns and interceptions will he throw? Prediction. Uh, Blue Apples, I'm I'm extremely superstitious. I don't like like calling people stats out uh, because you know I just feel like that, that it's kind of superstitious. Um, I just think I just want him to have a solid season. I just want to have him to have a solid season. I don't think he's going to throw 20 plus interceptions. I do not. Um, I think that he's probably going to have his best uh, career. I mean, his best stats of his career as a pro with the Saints. That that that's how I feel about it. That's what I will say. I won't give you the touchdown the interceptions, but I think he's going to have his best season of his career this year. TJ, uh, what would you pay CD Deuce when it's time? Um, I, I got to, you know, I would have to check. You have to look at the market, where the market is at that particular time. The Saints don't have to pay him, I want to say, until like next year, right? So, I don't know. You know, I got to see where the market is. You know, I got to see where that lines up before I actually make that decision. But I probably will pay him like maybe 10 or $11 million a year, something like that for three years. So about three years, $33 million, something, something in that neighborhood. I think that's a, that's pretty good money for a safety. But I want to say uh, to everybody that you can uh, check out manscaped.com. Thank you to manscaped.com the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Use the promo code State of Saints. You will save 20% off of your purchase. Thank you so much to Manscaped. Two million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their male grooming needs. So go to manscaped.com. Use that promo code State of Saints. That's all one word, all lowercase letters, State of Saints. Uh, Got to love uh, your sister. Yeah, man, I, I love my sister. You know, my sister is... Uh, you know, is, is a really positive person. Uh, it's a hardworking person, great mother, you know. And, you know, I, I will say this, you know, me and my sister are like a really good friends. And I, I value that that friendship because when we were like young, you know what I'm saying, we kind of like went at it, cause I guess because we were like the two youngest ones. But just to get older, I think that's that's the best friendship that I value the most. You know what I'm saying? I value all my friendships. Don't get me wrong, but me being friends with my sister, that's that's something that means like like so much to me because we we it, it used to be like when we are in the same room, it's awkward, right? <laughs> because we're older and it's like, what are we gonna talk about? But now it's like we talk about life, we talk about family, 
we motivate, you know, she motivates me. You know, I try to motivate her and I value that the, the heck out of that friendship. You know what I'm saying? I can say I have a sister that's not only my sister, but my friend. And I love her, you know. I mean, she told you, like, she don't even she she does not watch football that much. I got my nephew, her son, uh Kalen. Y'all, y'all seen him on the wrestling show. I mean, he plays football and stuff like that. She's out there supporting him, of course, but for her to be here, you know, and I know she's probably busy because she tending to so many people that, you know, order from her. Uh, but to find time, I, I appreciate that. So, yeah. Dalton says, is Malcolm Jenkins done with the Saints? Uh, no, no, man. <laughs> I think Malcolm had what, a three-year deal with the Saints, so he still got one more year after this year. Uh, this ain't Saints related, but LSU sucks. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, man, what is going on here? Let me wait a minute. <laughs> i'm sorry to do this man but just like the third person that's uh that says something about lsu man i, I gotta see what what's transpiring here so they're losing wow losing uh to ucla wow that, that, that's, that's not a good look right there that's not a good look i don't think ucla that good i think they want to come up but not that good uh slim south uh tj i think we got a solid front seven to help out our secondary but i think we should sign a veteran corner for depth i think that's a good idea slim south and that's i think that's the route that i think a lot of us uh that here uh are on the, on the same accord with so uh is Quan going to be ready to go week one i haven't heard any indication that he won't be sam i haven't heard any indication that he won't be so i i, I would assume that you know he would be and plus he was he was dressed for the second game even though he didn't play i'm so excited to see davenport wreck the entire league this year well let's let's hope that for the best on that you know i mean look <laughs> he 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 really is being disruptive in every game and that's all you can act for and uh you know hopefully we can get that season out of him that we've been wanting since the same drafted him in 2018 i heard a report uh out there that the next draft uh, the New Orleans Saints are looking at Ohio State quarterback. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know who said that. <laughs> I guess, he, well, if the season don't turn out the way that we want it, I guess they will be looking at a quarterback, right? But I don't think that the Saints are just out there looking at quarterbacks right now. I think they're all in on Jameis Winston, and they're hoping that he can actually, you know, do some damage uh, in the Saints uniform. I think we should just uh, add Drake or Patrick and not have to give up anything. I'm on board with that inevitable. I'm I'm on board with not having to give up anything because when you're trying to restock, reload, rebuild, or whatever you want to call the read that the Saints are doing, you want to make sure that you're not losing anything and you're gaining more than you're losing, right? So I do agree with that. Get somebody that's a veteran that can give you production off the street before you're going out here trying to get some guy that's probably uh, disgruntled at a team with a team that he's on right now that wants more money and come to your team when you know for a fact that <laughs> he not you're not going to be able to pay him the money that he's looking for on his previous team. So, got to look at it that way. Malcolm Jenkins is old, bro. That's why I was asking. Yeah, Malcolm Jenkins is old. He is the oldest uh, player on the Saints team, but he's a leader. He hasn't missed a game in seven years. And, uh, look, he, he's, a, he's a really tough guy. I mean, he's like a, a extra coach out there on the field. So, as long as he as long as he's still productive, as long as he's making tackles, as long as he's communicating, as long as he's not missing assignments left and right, you know. I mean, he started off a little rough at the beginning of the season, but you know, how bad was that game, you know, 
<laughs> I mean, Darren Waller was cooking that boy, but when you look at how good Darren Waller is, how bad was that really? You know, <laughs> like how bad was that? You know, like looking at Darren Waller out there, you know, do, do him dirty. I mean, Darren Waller do a lot of people dirty. So uh, who you got in the fam, you Jackson State game? Come on, man. Come on. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. <laughs> Seriously. I don't care if Jackson State playing Alabama. I'm going with Jackson State. I'm, ru- I'm ruling with my squad. I don't care who it is, okay? I got Jackson State by 40, you know, every game. <laughs> Not saying they're going to win by 40 tomorrow. I'm saying I got them by 40 every game. I would absolutely give a third and a fifth for Gilmore. Man, you got to look at what this is, though, man. Like, Gilmore is disgruntled, 504 high boy. He's he's disgruntled because he he's not getting a contract. Like, he wants more money. What's the biggest issue that the Saints have right now? Money. You know, like, so <laughs> you basically giving up a third and a fifth round pick for one year. That 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 that's not that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea, man. That that's all I'm saying. Like the the guy is not satisfied with the money that that New England is giving him. The Saints are struggling to pay guys that like Mike Marcus Williams, <laughs> like Marshawn Lattimore. You got other guys that need to get paid. So giving a third and a fifth for one year, no, that that's not that's not a that's not a good thing. You losing a third and a fifth for a guy that's gonna going to free agency and you're not going to be able to pay uh-uh nah i don't think that's a good idea man ohio state uh rookie quarterback uh look iffy well he probably was nervous he'll get better as time go on i'm sure why would the saints go for a quarterback if winston doesn't uh do a good give ian book opportunity yeah man a lot of teams want ian book that's a good one too you know i like i like some things i seen out of ian book i ain't gonna lie to you uh sam was talking about that screen pass uh you know ian book ain't got no problem with that that man got some he got a really good touch on that on that screen pass i will say that's one thing that i i noticed about ian book that stood out that he he he's a really good screen pass thrower tj uh, rogers uh called that game he was there and called the ribs also why roger always tried to make an example of us i don't know man i don't know i i, I don't know if we just don't fit the status quo Oh, he just don't like us. I, I don't know. Uh, but he needs to stop it. <laughs> uh, I don't even uh, bother watching major uh, media sports uh, talk about the Saints. They're all reading from the same book full of lazy information. Yeah, man. I mean, they 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 have like this stigma about these teams and they just go to the crates. It, it don't matter if the team got better, if the team has, you know, you know, gotten worse. They go always follow that same formula. Except when it comes to the Cowboys, they'll do their due diligence there. They got to look in the mirror and, you know, do all the emotions in their face about how they're going to project how the Cowboys blew it on, on Sunday. You know, that's how they do it there. But when it comes to these other teams, they don't really uh, try that hard, you know, to try to give you that type of information, you know, unless that information is for them to uh, go ahead and try to transition to some Cowboy talk. So, if the Saints play the Cowboys, they're gonna talk about the Saints to transition to the Cowboys. Then they're gonna they'll probably talk three minutes about the Saints. And if it's a 15-minute segment, three minutes about the Saints, 12 minutes about the Cowboys. That's just how it works. Daniel says, TJ, uh, do you think the Saints will play uh more man of zone in week one against the Packers? Um, 
That's a good question. That's a good question. Hmm. I would have to look at that. I would have to look at it. I would have to look at what, what they did last time. They played a lot of man coverage in that last game, but Devontae Adams didn't play. So I can see them. I can see them in man coverage. I can see them in man coverage. I think that they I think that they trust uh, Marshawn Lattimore to go out there and go and go up against Adams. I can see them playing man coverage. I can see that. But you know, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna play some I think they're gonna play some zone. I think they're probably gonna play some zone in that one. Yeah. I mean they can, you know what I'm saying? They can play man. I think they got the guys to do it, but I think they're gonna play zone. I I, I that's a good question though. That's a good question. Uh TJ, uh, I think I think the NFL uh keeps giving uh us Green Bay early to try to give us an early loss. That way we can have the tiebreaker for playoff seeded. Well, the Saints gotta beat them then. You know, they, that's a, that's the, the way that you solve that problem. Stop starting, stop starting um, you know, starting late, start starting early, start winning these games early. Look, these are the teams that you're gonna be playing in the playoffs, right? That's why I will get like, man, I don't want to play them. Like, if they're good, you're going to end up playing them eventually, right? So, I mean, these are the teams that you're going to have to go up against. These are the teams that you're going to have to play. So, play them right now, beat them, and you know, and see what see what the rest uh see what the rest happens. Uh, let's see. We have uh had secondary issues under most of uh, Sean Payton tenure. Yeah, we have, but. Over the last couple of years, I have to say, man, I've been very impressed with this secondary. And I think uh, all of us have. And, you know, it's, it's, it's it feels good to, you know, when a play action pass, when they fake out the camera or the camera, you know, throw, sees the ball going downfield and they start slowing the camera as they transition and you praying and hoping that somebody down there <laughs> and it's not wide open. You know, like it's good to know that you got some guys down there that can make some plays. A depot can be a nice number two, but uh, if we can get Gilmore, a deep a depot would be uh, elite depth. Like I say, man, I'm not trying to move heaven and earth for a guy that's going to be here for one year. A fifth round pick, maybe. If the Saints can get a five out, of, I mean, if they can trade a five, yeah. Third, no, no, nah, because I think you can easily like jump back to get a fifth round pick or. Like, but nah, man, I ain't trying to give up no third round pick. Third round picks are Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Shoot, third round picks are Trey Henderson. You know, like y'all, y'all gotta understand what that is. Third round picks are Paulson the Debo. Come on, man. Like y'all gotta y'all people are like, man, the third like you gotta look at what a third round pick actually is, folks. Y'all, y'all gotta look at this thing. You know what I'm saying? That that's what a third round pick is. So it's not like, oh man, we losing the third round pick. I mean, I, I gave y'all some some very uh, big different makers on the Saints team over the last couple of years that came in the third round. So for people that like, I give up a third. Hmm, really? <laughs> you what? <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> I don't know about that. Third round been good to the Saints over the last couple of years, man. I, I'm I'm trying to. I, I, I gotta see. I gotta take a look. Cause let's see. Like I said, third round, they didn't got Elvin Kamara out that thing. I don't think they, I think CJ Garner Johnson was in the fourth round, if I ain't mistaken. But like I said, Trey Hendrickson, uh, Alvin Kamara, 
tossing the Debo. So I ain't trying to give up no third round pick. Uh, TJ, we can't beat anyone. I just know the NFL is underhanded. They give us bye weeks real early in the season too. Man, look, I, I don't. I just want look. All I know is this: um, we have to be careful with that. I understand that we feel a certain way about the NFL. I really do, but we really gotta be careful, man. Because if we know our like. If we know our team, like they, they whole objective is just to get screwed over every single year. Why do we watch this? Like, <laughs> I think like we, I th- like it's frustrating, right? Because it feels like they have this agenda, and sometimes I really feel like they do. But I really feel like in some cases, man, the Saints kind of bring these type of situations on themselves. Like we can't sit up here and pretend. Like the Saints didn't have opportunities to win these games in the playoffs. Like we can't, right? It, it can come down to a last possession or whatever like that. But the Saints did some things in those games that cost them the game. And for us to sit up here and pretend like that don't happen, I just feel like that's a little bit of a stretch, right? We can easily like count on just one play and be like, oh man, that's the reason why we lost. But no. We got to look at the interceptions, the turnovers, the missed field goals, the drops, the guys, you know what I'm saying, missing assignments. To the, oh, we, I thought you had them. Oh, I thought you had them. You got to look at that type of stuff. And all that stuff leads up to those last two minutes where you're tied or you're down by three. And I can tell you right now, like, you know, you look at that Philadelphia Eagles game in the divisional round. The Saints were down 14 to nothing, right? Drew Brees threw an interception early in that game. Nick Foles, they, they scored like, I don't want to say two touchdowns, two straight possessions. So, it, it, you know, the Saints had to come back in that game. And we all know that that year, the Saints like beat Philly to sleep. So if you are that team, you don't you don't mess around and play around with them, with those other teams. You go out there and you pose, impose your will on those, on those guys and you win the game. So I just think that it just puts our mind at ease sometimes to be able to blame somebody else, but I'm not going to sit up here and, and say that they may not have like these agendas, but I will say that the Saints brought a lot of these situations on themselves. So if Roger Goodell pushed the Saints off the cliff, the Saints were close enough to the cliff to get pushed off. Unless somebody going to tell me like, you know, the fix is in and, you know, the Saints uh, just did all these things in order for them to get screwed. But I, if that's the case, then I don't want to watch football anymore. You know, <laughs> I don't want to watch football. If I if, if I if the team knows that they about to get screwed and the knife is in the back, I don't want to watch football no more. You know. I want to say CJ Garner Johnson was a fifth. Don't remember though. I, I, I don't remember either. Somebody if somebody feel like Googling that, let me know CJ Garner Johnson. I say fourth, uh, inevitable says fifth. Um, you know, let, let's let's get Google and let's let's verify that. Marcus Williams was a third uh, rounder, I believe. Was he? I, I thought he wasn't a second round pick. Marcus Williams was a second round pick, wasn't he? Yeah, he was because uh, Marshawn Lattimore was first. Marcus Williams was a second round pick, wasn't he? Because Alvin Kamara was a third round pick if i'm not mistaken 
Okay, yeah, he was a fourth round. So we're saying CJ Gardner Johnson was a fourth round inevitable. Yeah, but I mean, look. Yeah, but I think uh, Marcus Williams was a second round pick. Marshawn Lattimore and Ryan Ramchek were first round picks. And Marcus Williams was a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah, because he came out of Utah. Uh, see, seven linebackers made the 53-man roster, but if he was the only uh, only allowed to uh, pick four, who would those four players be for you? Uh, seven linebackers who made the 53 Oh, four? I mean, that, look. <laughs> Hoodie Jew, give me a harder question, man. <laughs> Mario, Demario Davis, Quan Alexander, Zach Bond, Pete Warner. <laughs> you got to give me a harder one than that, man. Uh, Andrew Dow was probably going to play on special teams. Um, uh, Wendon McManus, uh, you know, I do feel like he's probably going to be on the practice squad. They might add him to the uh, to special teams as well. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that, and uh, what, Chase Hansen, if I am mistaken, they got Hansen on the team too. Uh, so yeah, man. Um, yeah, that was, that was that was a pretty easy one right there. I mean, you can't go wrong with the Barrio Quine. You got to go with your second round pick and Pete Warner and Zach Bond has been playing out his mind. If preseason is going to indicate anything, <laughs> if it's indicating anything, what you're going to see in the season, I think the same straight at linebacker. Big Sean says, I agree, TJ. Uh, we really need to stop the rest from deciding the outcome of games. That's all I'm saying. I, I get it, Ken. I get it. What Keen Arthur is saying is frustrating as a fan, as a, as a, like to watch these type of situations seem like they happen to the Saints, but. Like I said, uh, the Saints, to me, if I know somebody does not have my best interest at heart, I'm not going to even allow them uh, to be close to me. You know what I'm saying? In order for them to, to you know, perform or, you know what I'm saying, go out there and and try to, you know, inflict their they bad intentions. I, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to even allow you to do it. So I just feel like if the Saints don't want these type of situations to happen, go out there and beat the team to sleep. Like, like win by 10, 7, 17, you know, like, <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, you got to like allow, allow these situations to happen to you, man. Don't, don't allow the, the knife to go into the back, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't don't let, you know what I'm saying? Don't let nobody come up in there and, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, and, and, and cut you while you sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, don't, don't do that. You know? Let's see. Uh, Kendall uh, says TJ. Kendall also says Marcus was a second round pick. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. Marcus Williams uh, tackling Manti Teo's girlfriend in the Vikings game was saying, <laughs> yeah, man, it wasn't the best thing in the world, but um, yeah, he, he's become a much better player since then, though. I think we can agree with that. Dan Arnold should have caught that touchdown. Lord, inevitable, don't get me started on that. That third down pass, man, he dropped that thing. He was sitting on the sidelines at the end. Yes, my friend, that would have helped. I ain't going to say it was all on you. I ain't going to say it was all on you, but it would have helped. Uh, Keynote to say, I agree with y'all. We should have never uh, had those games close enough for the refs to change the outcome. But if the ref crew decides to throw a flag or damn near every scoring play or big play, what can you do? Yeah, man. I mean, look, 
<laughs> in, in that particular situation, I think they're looking for the drama. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I, I feel like, okay, if a team is like probably beating up on another team and they look like, oh man, well, this team just ain't having it today. But if they feel like a game is gonna be close, you'll probably see some flags. You'll probably see it. But I think in in, in tight games like that, it's the playoffs, bigger ratings, more people are watching that game more so than they would and if that team was playing. You know, in the regular season, you got more eyes on the product, casual fans watching this. You know, and, and if a team tied at 17 with another team, you know, let's throw a couple flags here. Let's make this thing interesting, right? So we can have Monday morning quarterback and have some controversial talk and have all these talking heads busting veins in the side of their neck to talk about how their team was screwed. We all know about the whole Dallas Cowboy thing, right? Now, I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I really don't. People know how I feel about them. Rest in peace to Brian Bruno Jackson, who was a, a huge uh, Dallas Cowboy fan. Uh, he was down in New Orleans. He was one of the guys I mentioned earlier in the show that passed away of COVID. But I will say this. In that Green Bay Packer game divisional round, uh, Dez Brian did catch that football. But – I mean, the referees, right? You know what I mean? Like, and now it's like every time you talk to a Cowboy fan, that was a catch. The same thing with the, uh, you know, same thing with the Saints, man. That was pass interference. So I do feel like when the games are close, you know, the referees start to show up, you know, make their appearance, you know, make the game a little bit more interesting. Tulane is better than LSU this year as far as uh, first impressions go. Yeah. Um, let me see. 21 to 10. Looks like. Am I, is my mic going in and out? Y'all apologize, man. I apologize. Um, my mic going in and out. Um, But, yeah, I'm about to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Finish watching this LSU game, uh, you know, <laughs> for all those that are watching it live, LSU is playing right now, losing 21 to 10. The L train had a terrible preseason, uh, but I feel like he's going to uh, prove a point running that rock. Well, I mean, Tony Jones Jr. on his, on his tail right now, so he might want to. He, he might want to do something about that. Uh, just saying, TJ, the NFL buy games and those boys work too hard to get to where they are. Only for someone with monetary interest to take it from them. I agree with you. I agree with you. You ain't about to get no argument from me with that. But I'm just saying, like, you got to stop making it easy for these guys to take it away from you. That's all I'm saying. Like, you can't, like, if you notice, this is not like the first time this has happened. Right? You you, you got to take it away from them. You, you cannot put it in, a, in the hands of the referee i'm sorry like yeah if they would have called pass interference if nikhil ruby coleman hit tommy lee lewis they would have called pass interference the game would have been over the saints would have won we would have went to the super bowl in atlanta we would have been laughing we probably would have beat the patriots the way the rams played them i mean i, I mean i'm pretty sure that the saints would have put up a, a bigger fight than that but um yeah man like i i get it but Man, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I, I can't like we can't dwell on it. Like we'll we'll lose our minds. Like still talking about twenty eighteen. Like I'm looking towards the future. Like I I'm not like some of these other people that are here. Like I really feel like the Saints have a chance to win it all. 
this year. I ain't saying they're going to win it all, but I think this is a, a like for a long time. Like I feel if the Saints were to go to the playoffs and they need to make explosive plays in order to like run away with a football game, they can do it. Like I couldn't say that. As much as I love Drew, I could not say that. Like the Saints would have to play perfect on both sides of the football in order for them to win a lot of those games. Like now, I just feel like if they were to go into the postseason, relatively healthy, Michael Thomas in hand, Jameis Winston with the ability to throw the ball down the field, Alvin Kamara out there running and slicing up defenses, and you had Latavius Murray as a sledgehammer. Bruh, like I'm telling you, this team can win. It can't win it all. I'm serious. Like, Like if Jameis Winston can go out there and really just like just cut his turnovers in half from 30 to 30 interceptions to 15. And he throw like, you know what I'm saying? He throw over 25 to 30 touchdowns. Like you can't tell me that the Saints can't win, can't go to the Super Bowl. This team is like, this team is structured to win. As much as people want to try to count these guys out and talk about depth and they ain't got this and that and they ain't got Drew Reeves no more, bruh. This team is in a good position because they're well-coached, they're well-disciplined, and a lot of these guys that are young on this team has been with this team about four or five years. How many guys can say some of the best guys on your team are seasoned veterans and they under the age of 26 or 25 years old and they've been in the league four or five years and they some of your best players? How many can say that? Usually, like, some of your best players, if they're on your team, they probably like 28, 29, 30, maybe. This is a young team, battle-tested team. And they and they done been through every – they done lost in almost every heartbreaking fashion imaginable that a football player can lose. I'm in. I'll be ripping them, says, you ain't mentioned my farts even once. I'll be ripping them. Thank you very much for the $2. We mentioned in your farts now, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, and we'll finish it up. We'll finish it up with uh with Sam. Sam says, uh, I think the Rams and Saints are going to be the last two standing in a C Stafford wins MVP. Uh he's that good and he's got a real coach and supporting case. Look, man, you look, you ain't even get no problem from even Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, uh, as of right now, as as it sits, is my second favorite quarterback in the National Football League. All right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? My first is Russell Wilson, okay? And Russ, I trust, all right? And uh, the next is Matthew Stafford. I like Matthew Stafford a lot. Um, Matthew Stafford has been through some mediocrity and some some straight hot garbage out there in Detroit. Hopefully Dan Campbell and Eric and Glenn can get it turned around as, as, a, as a coaching staff. But um, I'm, I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford, all right? I mean, not when he played the Saints, you know, if, you know what I'm saying, if they – End up going to the playoffs. Of course, I'm not rooting for him to win, but Matthew Stafford deserves some level of success, man. He earned it. You know, he got the dude is a, a good human being, works hard. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like all the things that he went through personally, like with his wife. I think his wife had to get like brain surgery or something like that, if I'm not mistaken, and still had to go out there and maintain and be a leader on his football team. Look, I ain't got nothing but respect for Matthew Stafford. I, I wish him all the best. And um, I think I think with him along with Sean McVay, I think that the Rams are finally going to have something there that they haven't gotten with Jared Goff, not on a consistent basis, rather. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate your time. 
Uh, be sure to check out the State of the Saints podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Uh, if you're not a fan of the New Orleans Saints, there is a representative of your favorite team. All 32 teams are represented on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I have the extreme pleasure to be the Saints representative, a brand new network in the first year of their inception. And I'm really excited about, you know, assisting to help the uh, the network grow. So uh, if, if you can, uh, you want to support the State of the Saints podcast, check out the audio podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Also, Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel on your way out. Please hit the thumbs up. Let everybody know that you like the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. It is brought to you by Manscaped.com. The State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and you will save 20% off of your purchase. And I got to plug Twitter, TJ Jones 8 on Twitter. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?